Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Man, it's good to be with you here tonight. Praise the Lord. I want to get down to where you're at. That's okay. No, stay up there, preacher. Don't come too close. (laughs) I don't want to be close so I can see you too. You can see me. I feel the presence of the Lord here. Amen. Good to be with the family. Amen. It's good to be home. It's been a while. I don't know when the last time it was. I lose track of time. If you'll turn in your Bibles with me, I'd like to go to the Word of the Lord. I do feel, I felt an urgency in my spirit all day, and um, so we'll just see what the Lord has for us. Matthew chapter 6, thank you for standing. Could not get this off of my mind. I said, Lord, is there anything else you'd like me to preach? Because if there's anything else, I'll take it. But Matthew 6 and 21, this is Jesus speaking. He said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's a powerful statement. Verse 22, he said, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Then he said, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God in the worldly system. You cannot serve God and yourself. You can't serve God and the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's impossible. You have to choose one. I'd like to speak to you for a few moments tonight on a Holy Ghost heart check. A Holy Ghost heart check. If you'll pray with me today. Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that we feel in this place. Thank you for your anointing, God. The anointing that destroys the yoke doesn't just break it, but it destroys it, God. I pray that that anointing that is in this house today would destroy the yoke. I pray that every evil spirit, every spirit of doubt, of fear that tries to come against and hinder the work of God, hinder what you're doing here tonight, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I bind it by the authority and the word of God, the power that's found in the name of Jesus, and I cast it out. I loose the power of the Holy Spirit. God, we simply want you to have your way. God, as your word goes forth, help me to be receptive. God, help me to receive it with all willingness and all readiness of mind and heart. I pray in the name of Jesus. I say in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Holy Ghost heart check tonight. You ever heard that phrase? Maybe you've said it. Follow your heart. How many have heard that? Raise your hand if you've heard that. Follow your heart. Just do what your heart tells you to do, man. 
Follow your heart. That's bogus. You know, they have all these cute sayings today. It's, it's been around for a while, but you walk into these stores and, and if you want to buy a picture frame or something, you'll see them all over the store. These cute little sayings, right? Most of them not biblical, but they sound good. So another one is not all who wander are lost. I hate that saying. Follow your heart is bogus. Jeremiah 17, 9 said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Follow your heart. Verse 10 said, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Wow. Only the Lord knows the heart. Only the Lord can see inside the depths of the heart. And in Mark chapter 7, Jesus made things pretty clear. He said in verse 15, there is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile the man. I love Jesus, how he just, he makes you so uncomfortable. Because you can't blame this on anybody else. He said, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. You know how the preacher says, if you don't hear, you don't hear anything else I say tonight, get this. Well, when Jesus says, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. This is one of those moments. You better perk up and pay attention. Jesus Christ means business. When he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning this parable. They didn't understand. He said, are you so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entering into the man, it cannot defile him because it, it entereth not into his heart, but rather into his belly and into the draught, purging all meats. And he said, that which comes out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within... Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit. Wow, Lord, put on the brakes here for a second. Lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. You can't blame it on the weather, honey. You can't blame it on the food you ate last night. You can't blame it on your past and who did what to you. I don't care how bad it was, how awful it was. You can't blame anything on anybody else. It comes from within. We've got a sin nature, folks. We've got a heart that is wicked. Don't follow your heart. You better follow the spirit. Don't follow after the heart, follow after the spirit. Paul said, the apostle Paul in Romans chapter eight said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He said in verse six, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. There's no way it can on your own. He said in verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You cannot please God in the flesh. I preached something similar at a youth rally. And before I forget, let me just tell you this. I felt the Holy Ghost so strong today as I was talking to the Lord and going back and forth about what else could I preach tonight, Lord? But in the middle of all of that, I felt like if you need the Holy Spirit tonight and you don't have the Holy Spirit, tonight's your night. I felt that so strong that tonight is your night And if you've never spoken in tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance, if you're not filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. Hallelujah. And the reason why I'm trying to tell you that is because this is not a typical service. Uh, This is is not something that an evangelist might would want to preach. In fact, no, I don't want to. But the Spirit is urging me, this is the hour. But can I tell you, God wants to just break us down maybe a little bit so he can build us right back up. You know what I love about him? He never sent anybody away condemned. He never sent anybody away, ah, well, you didn't get your healing. Sorry, pal. Maybe next time. No. Those who, were come to, those who came to him were desperate and needed a healing. He told that lady who was caught in the very act of adultery, what did he tell her? I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. Oh, I love that about Jesus Christ. He doesn't leave you feeling down and hopeless, no. Now, he may talk to you a little bit. You may have a come to Jesus meeting. But before it's over, you're gonna leave here victorious. And if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, I'm telling you what, it's time for you to come down to this altar and receive ye the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's God's plan. That's his will. And so I was saying, I preached something similar to this at a, at a youth function, and I had a long piece of tape stretched out across the floor. It was, a, it was straight line. And I had a girl help me. I said, would you stand on that one end of the tape and walk very, very carefully for me, keeping your feet on the tape. Do not get off the tape, whatever you do. Walk circumspectly. So she paid attention, and she did perfect. She got to the other end and I said, okay, now why don't you do me a favor and just look out to the crowd and look out at all these distractions over here. But I need you to keep your feet on the tape. Don't get off the tape. And what do you know? She began to drift off the tape. Paul said, it's time for us to walk worthy where with the vocation we are called. It's time to walk circumspectly. It's time to be diligent about what we are doing in the kingdom of God. And why did she mess up like that? Because where the eye goes, the body follows every time. Where the eye goes, the body follows. It's interesting in the passage that we opened up with 
that Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And immediately following the next verse, he said, he started talking about the eye. If thine eye is full of light, the whole body is full of light. But if your eye is full of darkness, your whole body is filled with darkness. Because wherever your eye goes, your body will follow. I've got this tool in my car. For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm very upset that my old Prius died on me. It didn't die, really. It, but it, I was in Delaware, and, and the dashboard lit up, and all these lights came on. I didn't know what they were, so I said, oh, I probably just need to replace my battery. And I go to the dealership, and they come back and tell me, well, you know, it's this part. You've lost pressure in your brakes. It's going to be $4,500 to fix it. And I said, what? $4,500? Are you kidding me? Well, can I just take my chances? Can I do anything else? Anything else at all? Well, you can, but you'd be taking your chance. And one day you, you need brakes and you don't have them. So I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do? I have 170,000 miles on that car. I just paid the car off, wouldn't you know it, three weeks earlier. Three years early. So I put a big chunk down on that car. So I was sitting there thinking, it's just not worth it because I'm going to have to replace that hybrid battery. Sooner or later, I'm going to drop another seven to $8,000 in this car with a high mileage. Forget it. So I got a new car. It's a new Prius, so stuck with the Prius. I know you guys are proud of me. Not really. But this Prius has got some cool new features, and if I am, and this is great for me, if I get a little to the right here and swipe on that, that white line, or maybe I move a little bit too far to the left and I hit that yellow line, that car will make a noise. It will beep at me and say, hey, and it'll actually grab my steering wheel and put me back where I'm supposed to be. Now, that's pretty cool for a, an evangelist. I need that. And if I do that too much, the screen will come on and say, hey, would you like to take a break? <laughs> I have a picture of a coffee cup. Why? Because where the eye goes, the body follows. And Paul said it's time to walk worthy. We are the called. We are the children of God. We are the chosen. God didn't have to choose you. God didn't have to choose me. Why would he ever? I don't know. But since he has, we better make good use of this. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, if you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill which cannot be hidden. There are no excuses. There is no exception to the rule. It's time to be all in. I'm going to ask you this. Are you tired of falling back? Are you tired of winning the victory on Sunday and going out and by Tuesday, you don't really know which way's up, which way's down. Are you tired of that? Aren't you tired of winning some territory against the devil? And then, and then halfway through the week, you lose that territory that you won. I'm tired of that, folks. That is not who God has called us to be. We are the chosen. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are to walk victorious and take that territory and then take some more territory and then take some more territory. We are not supposed to backtrack. We are the children of the King of Kings. Amen. So how are we supposed to do this then? How do we do this? How do we stop giving back territory that belongs to us, but the devil has taken back? How do we do it? Well, I'll get real practical tonight, and I'll start with this. 
on your iTunes account, on your Spotify, your Pandora, whatever. I don't know what else, Google Play. I covered all the young people there. Let me cover the old people. In your CD player, in your tape, (laughs) and your eight track, whatever you have, your record player, I don't care what it is, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? Is it uplifting? Is it encouraging? Does it bring glory to Jesus Christ or does it not? Oh, well, it's all right. It doesn't cuss. It, you know, it's really just that, just that, you know, soft music. It's, uh, you know, it's just about life, really. Can I tell you that nothing in this life is neutral? If it's not pushing you towards Jesus Christ, it's pulling you away. It's, it's one or the other. You, there is no gray area. We don't just hang out in this neutral zone. No, we're either going forward or we're going backward. And so I'll ask you tonight, and nobody raise your hand and tell me, but what is on, what are you listening to? What are you filling your mind, your heart, your spirit with? There's a nifty little trash bucket in your iTunes account, and from the comfort of your own phone, you can just... Toss that in the trash if it's not of God. This is our soul that we're talking about here, and not just my soul, but my family's. Not just my family, but my city, my world. Who are we hanging out with? Who do we decide to associate with? Now, I don't even have to explain this, You already know what I'm talking about, but I'm not talking about winning the lost. I'm talking about your influence, your circle of influence. Who who is influencing you? Are you influencing them or are they influencing you? If If they don't want to be all in this, then say, honey, I'm out. If they're not all in for Jesus Christ, then you don't need to be buddy, buddy. Hey, I love you. I'll always be here when you call. You can call me at any time, night or day. You can always knock on my door. I'll always be here. I'll always pray. I'll always help you in time of need. But as far as hanging out with you, no, I'm not going to where you go. I'm not, I'm not talking the way you talk. I'm not acting the way you act because I've got something to protect here. I'm a child of the living God. Amen. So who are you choosing to associate with? I'm talking to young people. I'm talking to old people like all of us. God is speaking to all of us tonight. What, not just the music, but the jokes, the conversation. What are we listening to? See, the heart, man, the heart, it all starts there. Isn't that what Jesus said? It all starts with the evil in my heart. So the heart tells the eye, this is what I want. And this is how the flesh works. The eye starts to look for what the heart wants, the wickedness of the heart. Man. Let me fix my eyes on something that the heart wants. And it feeds the heart what it wants. And it's this cycle over and over and over again. Unless you decide, even those who have been filled with the Holy Ghost, unless you decide, no, I'm putting that junk away because I'm trying to protect something. Job 31.1, Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why? Because this is important to me. I really don't care about anything else. My relationship with God is the most important thing. I will not sacrifice it for anything or anyone. 
What are we watching? What am I watching? I'm going to try to say I so I avoid saying you. How about that? Do I go on Netflix binges? Do I look at YouTube and get lost? Video after video. What movie am I putting in front of my eyes? It's time for us to take action as the people of God. You think that what you watch doesn't affect you? I know this isn't popular. I know that we, we don't preach against this stuff anymore. We've been liberated. We've got, we've got balance. Folks, I'm telling you, what are we watching? What are we putting in front of our eyes? What are we entertaining? Because the enemy of my soul is so subtle and he's so smart and he's so strategic. And he's killing me softly. What am I entertaining with my eyes? Oh, it's just a family-friendly movie. It's not a big deal. It's PG. It's PG. And that's how the devil hooks you without you even knowing. I got him. And he reels you in ever so slowly. That's no big deal. There's no cussing. There's, there's no murder. There's no, man, it's a manly movie. You know, just what's the big deal? I'm just watching this stuff, man. It's not really affecting me. I don't do this. I'm not a murderer. Romans chapter one, verse 18 said, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Oh my God, have mercy. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead so that they were without excuse. All you have to do is look around. Wisconsin is a beautiful state. All you have to do is look at the trees, look at the fields, look at the grass, look at the sky, and you have no excuse. The invisible things of the world are clearly seen. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, remember, the wrath of God is shown in this passage. He said, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. There's that word again. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. <laughs> you go back a verse and it talk about, or go forward a verse. Where is it? They worship the creature more than the creator. Verse 25. Isn't that our world today? I don't know what world you live in. But we'll spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to keep my pet alive. I'm not against your pet, folks. It's okay to love your dog. But, I mean, to worship, to glorify, to set upon a pedestal. I mean, for crying out loud, we get on Facebook and say, the baby giraffe hasn't been born yet. Somebody share the video. Where's the eagle? Has she had her ducks yet? Or whatever you guys, not ducks. Has she had the birds yet? And we watch this stuff. And we share this. And we've got a camera on this the whole time. Well, it's been four and a half months and they haven't had the baby yet. 
Everybody get on Facebook, look, the giraffe is about to be born. Folks, is this not the world we're living in today, worshiping the creature more than the creator, blurring the lines of distinction? We don't really care about the millions of babies that we kill every year, but my God, don't touch that eagle. Come on, folks, what has gotten into us? For this cause, verse 26, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. He talks about homosexuality right here in this verse. Verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things what they wanted to do, those things which are convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, Murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers. Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. My God, are you tired yet? Without understanding, promise breakers, without natural affection, Who knowing the judgment of God, here it is, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, and here wipes out every excuse. Well, I don't do it, you know. I'm not gonna murder anybody. I wouldn't fornicate. I'll always be faithful to my husband or wife. I'll always, and here wipes out every excuse, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. What am I putting before my eyes? What am I entertaining in my spirit? Oh, I'll never do that, but I'll sit and watch it on the TV. I'll sit and watch it on the internet. I'll never do that, but I I can't miss that season of Game of Thrones. I gotta have that season. I wanna entertain that. And all the while, the heart, the wickedness of the heart, it's telling the eyes, that's what I want. And the eyes feeds the heart back and forth. And they that are after the flesh cannot please God. This is, the, this is not Joe Zerpoli. I'm reading the Bible to you. And it's time to take action, folks. It's time to take action. Even a PG, even a family-friendly movie that the devil hooks you with, there are still some things I'm trying to protect. There may not be murder, there may not be sex, there may not be innuendos, it may be all perfect and clean, but I still don't need to see that actress in tights. Why? Because I'm trying to protect something. Something is holy inside of me. Something is worth it all to me. My relationship with God matters more than anything in this world, and I'm not giving ground to the devil. I can feel, I know, I, I get it, I know, and I'm not mad at you, and I'm not mad at me, I'm, not, I'm mad at the enemy. It's not flesh and blood we're warring against, it's principalities and powers and wickedness and dark places. That's what we're fighting against. We're not fighting each other. But he's so subtle and he's so sly. King David was on the rooftop, and he should have been in the battle, he should have been at war, but he wasn't doing anything bad. The dude was just at home, he was chilling. He didn't have his whole armor of God on. Maybe, you know, took off his belt and his breastplate of righteousness. Just set it to the side. Maybe he had his shoes on and his helmet. But he was just chilling, man, just taking it easy. I'm good. I'm good. But he sees somebody on the other rooftop. What's her name? What is her name? 
Bring her to me. So he gets his way, what his evil heart wanted, and then he finds out, oh, man, she's married. Wow, okay. Oh, the tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. How do I get out of the mess that I just got in? So I'm going to take it into my own hands, and I'll fix it. I can handle it. Isn't that what we say? I can handle it. I can fix it. I can control it. The very definition of deception is you don't know you're being deceived. That's what deception is. Folks, this is, oh, I'm fine. I'm telling you, I'm fine. Of course, you think you're fine? Of course we think we're fine because we're being deceived. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. No question about it. So David, I'm not really going to murder him, but I'll put him on the front lines and just, you know, y'all pull back a little bit when the enemy comes at him. That'll take care of him. Nobody will ever know. And here comes Nathan, the prophet. Hey, David, I want to tell you a story. Okay. You know, there's a rich man who had all the lambs, all the goats, all the sheep. He had everything. And, uh, but he saw a poor man and he saw his one little lamb. And he said, man, I want that lamb for myself. So he took it from him. David said, that man deserves to die. Kill him. David didn't know that the Lord had him already pegged. And the prophet said, it was you, David. It's your heart. It's your wickedness. Can I tell you, he's a God of mercy. And he's a God of love. And I don't care what mistake you've made, folks. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to offer you hope. They say one pornographic image, one, just one image, is burned inside of your head for three years. Three years. It'll take three years for that thing to go away. But it doesn't matter what I put in front of my eyes, does it? Can I tell you, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Psalm 51. David, when he was faced with it, he knew. God, I have sinned against you. Cleanse me, O oh God. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. A true, repentant heart from David. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. A true heart of repentance and you skip down to verse 16 for thou desirest not sacrifice else would I give it you don't desire burnt offering but at verse 17 the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart oh God thou will not despise can I tell you I hate to burst your bubble. But you can sacrifice all day long. You can give all of your time, all of your energy, all of your effort, all of your money to this church. And it won't mean a thing if the sacrifices of God have not first been taken care of. The sacrifice of a broken spirit, of a broken and a contrite heart. 
Lord, you won't despise that. You won't turn from that. You won't shun that. But you'll shun everything else until that is complete. Verse 19, then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. Then and only then. With burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Then and only then will you be pleased. Let's not kid ourselves, folks. I want to be all in. If I'm not all in, what am I doing? If I'm not all in for Jesus Christ, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting God's time. I'm wasting this church's time. If I'm not 100% all of me in, what am I doing? Because God will not be mocked. Oh, he can't really see me. He doesn't really know. He knows the way that you take. He knows the number of hairs on your head. You can't fool God. You can't mock God. He will not be mocked. So what am I doing if I'm not all in with all of my heart? Proverbs 4, 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. That means protect it, bubble wrap it, take care of it. For out of it flow the issues of life. Proverbs 27, 19, as water, as in water, face answers to face. So the heart of man to man. Just as you look in the mirror and you see yourself looking back at you, the heart, the heart is the reflection of who I am and the heart is deceitful and it's desperately wicked. That, must, that means I must crucify myself each and every day that I live upon the altar. I have to, I don't have a choice. I must crucify myself on the altar. My dreams and my goals and my desires because that flesh is strong and it comes back each and every day. It comes back. That's why Paul said, I die daily. I put my body under subjection like a boxer. I put my body under subjection. For where your treasure is, there's your heart also. Psalm 101 and three, the psalmist said, I will will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. He didn't say I hate sinners. He said, I hate the sin. I hate the work of those that turn aside because I know that it brings destruction. I know that it brings chaos. I know that it's not righteousness. Now, I'm, re- I'm very simple, very simple. So I just turn that upside down. I will set godly things before my eyes. I love the work of the righteous. It will cleave to me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to set before my, I'm not just taking things away. I'm replacing it with the good. I'm opening up this book. I can turn that movie off. I can afford to turn that Netflix off and I can afford to open up this book and say, what does the spirit of God say to me? What does God want to do? How does God want to use me? What can I do for Jesus Christ today? Hallelujah. My friend David, he's one of my best friends. He, he lives in Austin. His wife was not in church. David was raised in the church and got out for a time, married her and knew he needed to come back. His, right, his wife was resistant. She did not want to be in church. She wanted nothing to do with it. David just challenged her. He said, for 30 days, why don't you turn off that music you're listening to? Actually, why don't you just replace it with Christian music? Just replace it for 30 days. That's all I ask. Why don't you just do that? So Ruth, wanting to please her husband, she said, okay, I'll commit to that 30 days. Those 30 days weren't up and she was in the, in the church house. God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
Can I tell you? It matters, folks. It matters. Everything matters. There is nothing that you can say, no, it doesn't matter to God. It all matters to God. Which direction are you headed? Which direction am I headed? Psalm 37 and 4, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Not a new house, not a new Mercedes, not a BMW. God doesn't care about that stuff. No, he wants to put his desires in your heart. He wants to take out those wicked desires and put in good desires. I feel the Holy Ghost. Do you? I know that the Lord is speaking. I know that God has somebody's number here tonight. He's got mine, that's for sure. What am I entertaining? What am I watching? What am I listening to? Who am I hanging out with? I'm just telling you how to win the victory, folks. This is real practical. This is not run the aisles and swing from the chandeliers. I know that. But this is how you win the victory Sunday through Sunday. I've got something to protect. And no matter the cost, I will protect it. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands right now and say, God, I receive this word. I receive this word right now, God. I'm not denying. I'm not turning around. I, there's, there's no wiggle room here, God. I see it in your word. It's plain. That the heart is wicked and the eye follows the heart and then the heart follows the eye and then the eye follows the heart and it's this wicked cycle. But God, I can break the cycle by my choice. I can choose to sacrifice myself on the altar every day. It's the sacrifices of God, a broken and a contrite heart, a broken spirit, Lord God, to humble myself before you. That's what you're looking for. Hallelujah. That is what you're looking for, God. Hallelujah. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. <laughs> It's the statutes of the Lord. It's the commandment of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now in this place. Come on, folks, it's revival time. It's time to just step it up another notch. It's time to kick it into high gear. Come on, it's time to win this city. It's time to win my family. It's time to walk in Holy Ghost apostolic authority. It is time. It's time to do it. Would you stand to your feet right now? I feel the presence of the Lord talking to us right now. I feel the spirit of the living God ministering to every heart and every life right now. Please don't walk out of here the same way that you came. In fact, I, this, these altars are open and there's an invitation for you to come. I think everybody in the house should come. I think everybody, I don't think there should be any. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.